Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. This episode of the Movie Know It All podcast is brought to you by Just For Man Hair Dye. When you really want Charlie Sheen, but can only afford Martin. Welcome to the Movie Know It All podcast here on the movie on the Know It All Network. We are your hosts. I'm Will, and I'm Bob, and we're gonna cut you into fifty pieces and mail you to every state. Oh God, dude! Like that is the best that this movie can come up with, huh? It really was. It's, it's unfortunate because, like, goddamn, dude, there's there's so much like. <sighs> <I don't know. laughs> like. Uh, <laughs> How, what can you, you say? What can you say? I, I it's so hard to talk about this movie because, like, I want to like it. I really, really desperately yeah. want to like it. Like, and and it's hard to say it didn't follow the story because it, it <laughs> to a um, fault. To a, it, <laughs> to, it may have to been to detriment. a fucking fault. It may have been to, to its, its own detriment. detriment. So, ladies and gentlemen, like, in case you didn't realize, we are uh, talking about uh, the 1997 uh, special effects extravaganza spawn. I'll, I'll <laughs> say effects extravaganza because there wasn't a whole lot of special going on with this fucking movie. Effects, effects extravaganza spawn, man. Uh, <laughs> if I sound any different or if there's any delay in the audio, I just want to let you guys know uh, my computer is currently like updating, which apparently is like, you know, killing the cow and cooking it so it's going to take a couple of hours so i'm currently using my uh my phone which i'm i'm glad to say that i have a really good phone but uh let's see how long this charge lasts <laughs> right because i have well, i have the uh the microphone set up and everything i have everything set up on my phone right now so uh so we'll see how this goes i swear to god if you just die out in the middle of this podcast and it's still recording with me on it i'm just gonna be like i'm having a good time <laughs> not <laughs> oh man yeah man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen let's do some housekeeping real quick i uh, just want to let you guys know that the uh the contest for the uh uh the justice league uh uh blu-ray the snyder cut giveaway is still on as of this recording uh all you guys got to do is uh go over to our twitter account and uh retweet our pin tweet with your favorite justice league moment and the uh the hashtag uh know it all giveaway and uh, you yourself will be entered to win a uh a snyder cut uh blu-ray a double blu-ray because that movie is four hours long therefore it takes two blu-ray discs two whole blu-ray discs uh to uh to watch that movie so uh, that's a lot yeah, of man. definition 
that's a lot of definition. <laughs> it's a lot of definition, a lot of slow mo, a lot of color correction going on in that movie. But it's all worth, it, ladies and gentlemen. I swear, it's also I swear. And uh, coming soon to uh, to Patreon exclusive, uh, our Patreon exclusive content, we are going to be doing uh, a full length feature, four hour commentary of uh, uh, of the Justice League, the Snyder Cut Justice League, and uh, so you guys have uh, can look forward to doing that along with many uh, many more. Uh, things that you guys can check out on our Patreon. Uh, we know what you're thinking. We know what you're thinking. Can you guys go another four hours talking about fucking Batman? And yes, yes, we can. Yes, yes, we can. That is our special gift. If we are mutants, that would be our mutation, and we would be totally useless in the battlefield. But it would never be a dull moment. Bruce Wayne's birthday is February 19th. I got a million of these. Let's go. <laughs> Six foot two. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Good. He lost his virginity at 16. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but but anyway, man. Uh, <laughs> from one dark superhero to another. Um, this is very special to especially kids of the 90s because let's face it, man. Uh, comics, the world of comics was kind of at an impasse in the 90s, yeah, right? Very much. Um, it had hit their lowest point in the 80s and then tim burton made batman and comics had kind of made a comeback and kind of around sorta, that maybe. time huh kind of sort of maybe just yeah a little yeah bit. just a little bit and at the time creators comic creators and comic artists were kind of coming into their own as well man they were they were taking taking the reins of their of their creations and making their own comics and doing their own thing and uh, one of those guys leading the charge, his name was a certain Todd McFarlane. I, I would say Todd McFarlane him. led the charge. He led the charge. He took the reins. He led the charge. He um, he left. I believe he, he was with Marvel at the time when he left with like three other artists, and yes. they formed their own their own uh, uh, comic company. Where they mm -hmm. each had 100% control of their own creations, right? Mm -hmm. I think Rob Liefeld was 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 part of that. Um, the guy who created Savage Dragon, I believe, right? Yeah. And and Jim Lee also. Yeah, Jim Lee was one of yeah. the guys who left. Um, and they all they all formed. I'm drawing a blank on the name of the the image. Yeah, it was Image. That's right. It was Image. Yeah, they formed, image, they formed comics. image Comics, where the the artists and writers had 100% control. Of yeah. their properties, and which was, was pretty like, cool up until somebody else fucking fist fucked Todd McFarlane on one of his characters, <laughs> which is why we don't have him in this movie. Yeah, so apparently, <laughs> so apparently, uh, um, like one of the characters uh, who was intricate in the formation of a certain character uh, was um, owned. By the person that drew that character, or something like that, it's it's like this weird. No, it's it's because what what happened is Todd McFarlane um, used the character because they were supposed to cross the character over. Because what That's was going right. to happen was the character ended up in another comic book called Wetworks, mm -hmm. and uh, the character's Chapel. Chapel is the man who kills Al Simmons and turns him into Spawn, or sends him to hell and turns him into Spawn. So. We couldn't use Chapel in this movie because Chapel was with Wetworks and Wetworks got sold to somebody else. And then I think DC bought Wetworks and just disbanded the characters and kept Grifter. 
<laughs> like Grifter is the only one that survived from Wetworks, but like everybody else is. Well, they're all violent sociopaths, including Grifter. But yeah. for whatever reason, DC kept Grifter, yeah. and uh, we're getting an action figure. I'm not above buying it. I totally will when I get the chance. But um, <laughs> yeah, dude, Chapel is supposed to be the, the character that kills Al Simmons, and they sold off to another comic book company, and they had to create a completely a uh, new character called Jessica Priest, which, mm-hmm. whatever. Which is a cool character on her own in her own right. That's a great name too. Like Jessica yeah. Priest is a badass name for a villain yeah. in a comic book, like especially for a comic book like Spawn. So, so um, it, it's so funny because that's one of the few few deviations that this movie takes with the with the source material. Yeah, uh, this movie is one is is one of the most faithful. As far as I know, because like you, you actually read the comics. The way yes. I know Spawn is one because he was like on every single backpack and and you know, yeah, like he, got, he, he, he was got like, huge like, in the nineties, man. He was like starting in like I believe it was nineteen ninety four when the when the first yeah. uh, ninety three ninety four when the first comic came out. He exploded in popularity, man. <laughs> then the next year, um. The next year, HBO came out with a uh, cartoon show, cartoon oh, series. Oh my god! Watch the David cartoon, Keith, guys. Where David Keith voiced Spawn, and 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 you <sighs> know, side. I, I got to tell you, man, this property has been extremely lucky in the casting of its of its uh, main character. Because <laughs> you know, uh, Keith David and Michael Guy <laughs> White couldn't have asked for two better guys to 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 play this character, Ron Simmons, right? Yeah, Alson. Alcimans. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Farouk. Um <laughs> that's the wrestling know it all podcast. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. guys. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway, but uh yeah, man. Uh I knew it. I knew it from the cartoon series. I was a I was a huge fan of the cartoon series because man, it was dark. God, it was it's, it's so it was <laughs> straight up the style of Todd McFarlane, which has an amazing Todd McFarlane has an amazing, amazing animation style that that I that I really appreciate. And he it's directed both realistic the and, and cartoonish at the same time, if that's possible. Yeah, he directed the cartoon also, and like it's so much better. And it's it's watch the cartoon, guys. I can't stress how much you should. It's on HBO. Like watch the cartoon. It's only three seasons. It's I think it's a grand total of like seventeen episodes. It's not very long at all. And yeah, oh God, man, it's just it was one of those like TV shows that unfortunately like met the end of its run because it was going on on Saturday nights competing against like so much crap. Like it came out right. It 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 uh, uh it they showed it like right after Tales from the Crypt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was on right after Tales from the Crypt. And, like, unfortunately, I think that was Saturday nights. So it was competing with Saturday Night Live when it was at its hottest. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even me, dude, I would change the channel over to Saturday Night Live. Like, sometimes I just wouldn't come back and, and finish Spawn. And, like, regrettably, it's one of the reasons that it didn't, the cartoon never got to finish. But, like, God almighty, man, if you want to see what Spawn is supposed to be, like, the yeah, story they were supposed to tell you. Watch the animated series on HBO. Like I cannot stress that enough. Now, uh, when I watched it, when I watched it, uh, I, I remember it being, and and I've seen it again recently because it, it's all on HBO Max right now. By the way, yeah. um, it was extremely adult. Like yeah, 
big it's time violence violent <laughs> it had uh certain themes that not even adult shows tackled like yeah. child ped like pedophilia and and and, mm-hmm. and you know uh kidnapping and, and murders and stuff you know yeah one of uh, one, one of the first villains he encounters is billy kincaid who's a child rapist and murderer and a kidnapper and like Good God, dude. Like, they tackled that character right the fuck away in the show. I was like, all yeah, right. The like, thing that happens, the first thing that happens is 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 that is that story arc, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, they, <laughs> they, they go right into it. It's so fucking good. They introduce Sam and Twitch in the first episode who, like, are integral parts of the Spawn universe. And you don't see them at all in this movie. But you, do you see are... them. You huh? do see them in this movie. You do see them. Do you really? Savage Twitch do appear in this movie. Yes, they do. I didn't even catch it. So uh, at the very end of this movie, uh, when they're when they're taking a, a win out, mm-hmm. uh, played by by Martin Sheen, yeah. Guess who's taking him out? Oh, that's supposed to be Sam and Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't caught that. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody caught that. The only reason I knew about it is because I saw it like on a on a video of like Easter eggs and stuff like that. Ah. So, okay. <laughs> that's the only and, way i knew because they, they're never acknowledged they're never introduced and like it's it's like they're not even there you know and, and like this movie is the reason you haven't seen another spawn film todd mcfarlane was extremely hurt by the pg-13 route they took with this fucking story mm-hmm. because you cannot do spawn pg-13 it's not feasible it's not plausible it mm-hmm. doesn't work like spawn is violence uh uh it's just a violent ass show. Uh, it's a violent comic book. It's it should have been a much more violent movie. But um, in a world where you want your superhero movie to be PG thirteen, because you want the kids to go see it, and you do have to understand, Spawn originally its original marketplace was the toys. Todd McFarlane has made some of the best action figures in the entire world. The reason action figures cost 20 bucks and are as nice as they are is because of Todd McFarlane. Like everybody had to keep up with him. And he, he, uh, um, when he first started his toy line, the, the, the spawn toy line, mm-hmm. um, the, he, he was one of the first to exclusively market his, his figures to adults. Right. And, uh, they, I mean, they showed up in toy stores or whatever with like with like action features or whatever. But he specifically said, like, you know, he he took them directly to uh, to comic book stores and and adult oriented uh, uh, shops, mm-hmm. and they were meant to be collected and they were meant to be you know displayed. You know, so like the the way it had originally started was like Todd McFarlane tried breaking in the industry with the comic books, right? Todd McFarlane mm-hmm. had originally created Venom, that Venom, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Venom. And the thing was, is he had a very different way he wanted to go with it. And Marvel said, kiss our ass. It's our character. It was like, well, it's not your character. I created it. Yeah, but it's our comic book property now. So tough titty. You Todd created McFarlane... it while you were under contract with us. Right. So Todd McFarlane took his ball and he went home. He left. Yeah. And like turned around, created Spawn and made these action figures. Now, what a lot of people who might be listening do not remember, I don't know if you guys are toy collectors like we are, uh, if you're our age, when we were kids, action figures cost $4.99. They were $5. Yeah. Like almost any action figure you can think of, if it was a single-packed five-inch action figure, 
it was five bucks. With now, five points of articulation, a dollar per per point of articulation. Pretty much. <laughs> now here comes Todd McFarlane, and he releases his Spawn figure. Now it's just a little bit bigger. It's a six inch figure. It's a little mm -hmm. bit bigger than your regular figure. Still five points of articulation. <laughs> Still had the five points of articulation, but this one comes with a comic book. Yes. And they were six dollars. They were five ninety nine. And I'll never forget that. They were five ninety nine. And I don't know when I was a kid, my uncle, um, I have one of the greatest uncles in the world, man. I really do. My uncle see he is one of the greatest people in the entire planet. And um he had this, he still does. Um, I give him shit. I've joked about it before on the, the podcast that he'll squeeze the rust out of a penny. But he squeezes <laughs> the rust out of pennies because sometimes he does really, really nice stuff for no particular reason other than the fact that he just wanted to do it. So the original spawn line was six figures. It was only six action figures uh, at six bucks a piece. And I don't know what happened that... He was just in a good mood or something, but he bought all six of them for me and he brought them home one day, not for Christmas, not for a birthday, not for any reason. He just wanted to do it. Like he just wanted to buy me something nice. So he bought all six of these for me and he came home and he gave them to me and we cut them open and we pulled out the comic books. And I remember reading Spawn's very first comic book. And it does talk about how he was a soldier, how he was killed by his partner how he went to hell and made a deal with the devil and came back. What the fuck? I am nine years old, dude. My brain is ripe for that kind of madness. I had just read The Dark Knight Returns. Like, oh. I was fucking maybe so three were weeks. Like, you were like in the, in, the, in the midst of some of the greatest comics ever written right there. I was maybe three weeks removed from finishing The Dark Knight Returns, dude. So, like... <laughs> I was into the dark comics, and here comes this fucking vengeful fucking superhero that literally came back from hell. Go on. Tell me more. And, like, I read all six of these comics because it's all six comics are from the perspective of the character. And holy shit, what a cool, fun, and interesting comic. It drove my uncle to buy a collection for himself. My uncle still has the most impressive collection of Spawn toys and Spawn comics I have ever seen. You would fucking be jealous. Trust me. Oh. Like, <laughs> it is one of the most amazing collections ever. And I tell him, like, unfortunately, he oversaturated the market with his action figures. Some of them are not worth jack or shit. Because everybody who bought them kept them. Like in Everybody the kept them. And, yeah. and the thing was, amidst that came the $1 million Superman comic. Now Superman is worth a million dollars in pristine condition. Issue one of Superman is worth six fucking figures. That was yeah. brand new. That was yeah. brand goddamn new. And then came, I think the very next week, Batman number one was valued at 750,000. Yeah. Like it became this absurd thing where now comic books are an investment in your future. Toys at this point in time were becoming kind of an investment. Supposedly, so, yeah. Yeah. So every so Todd McFarlane made enough for everybody and everybody bought them and now they're not worth shit. Like some of them are still worth a lot. He's still really good about making his variants, even now with the goddamn McFarlane multiverse Batman toys, like all mm -hmm. the DC multiverse stuff. Like I'm guilty of buying variants. I don't need to. I don't I shouldn't. I'm guilty yeah. of it. 
Like I have, no, like, I have like, the rebirth red hood. I want the rebirth red hood without the helmet. Like, do I need it? No. So, like, you know, you you, you get you get some of these figures, and some of them are are like you can find them everywhere. The, these McFarland figures, like every time I go to every time I go to Walmart or every time I go to Target or whatever, I always find the Demon and King Shazam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I find or or I find uh, uh, the uh, um, the death metal Robin, you know, the King Robin. Oh, the King probably, Robin. Yeah, like I find several of those, right? And that's supposed to be like an army builder, right? Yeah, and, uh, Robin King is is a builder figure. You build the Dark Father with that one, with that way. So, so like apparently that was that was really hard to get, and that shot up in price for a while, didn't it? No, no, the Robin Crow is the one that shot up in price. Uh, yeah, because that's the one that uh, the Batman who laughs drags around with him. One of several he drags around with him, and like that one came uh, with the merciless uh, mm. built a figure chess piece, which is why I don't own that one. Because if you can find it, it's still eighty dollars, and I don't want I don't I don't want one that bad. I wanted the damn chess piece, so I I bought that chess piece off of eBay. My wife was kind <laughs> enough to find that on eBay and buy it for me. Nice. Thanks, babe. <laughs> I love ya. <laughs> so, love ya, uh, so what what came over your mind when in 1996 they announced that they were going to be making a feature film based on Spawn? So me and my uncle knew about it because my uncle got really, really into Spawn. Really uh-huh. into Spawn. Yeah. Um he's got the first like I think he has the first like 200 issues. Something absurd that way. Yeah, I had the first hundred, but like I've lost them all. But he still he still has them, like in in the little cardboards, in the plastics, in a box. Like he's got them all, and um, like we were both really really into it. Uh, he subscribed to Wizard and Toy Fair, so we'd wow. get Wizard magazine every month at the house. So Wizard magazine was among the first, and so was Toy Fair, to announce that um, they are moving forward with a spawn movie um mm. this was in a world pre-internet i mean there was maybe 11 people in the entire fucking valley that had internet um, we got all our news through magazines and magazine outlets and entertainment tonight <laughs> yep so we we saw the first proto images of uh spawn of what the costume is supposed to look like for the movie so we were fucking thrilled and like around that time came the the animated series which we we both watched. My uncle recorded them. I, he gave me the tape for the longest time because you couldn't find the Spawn animated series streaming anywhere or on DVD. Yeah. Um, so I had a, I had a recorded tape where my uncle recorded them off of HBO. Still has an advertisement for Tales from the Crypt and Perversions of Science on it. But um, yeah, <laughs> you can tell I'm not fucking around here, Will. But um, Spawn <laughs> was very. To me, Spawn was very important to me as a child. It was a very important thing, and um, you know, here it comes. The first trailers start dropping, and me and my uncle are fucking beyond thrilled. Uh, we went the Saturday after it premiered. The very next day, uh, we went to an afternoon showing. It must have been like two in the afternoon. We went to go see it. Um, but I remember going to see it and. Uh, as a child, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to see that story that you've read in print and watched on TV in animated form, 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the big screen like that and, and you know, in live action uh, with with a, a, a relatively nice budget. Right. Like, you know, I mean, it, it, it was, was the, it was the mid 90s, you know, it was the first time. Uh, and it really, it really, really was a sign of things to come. Um, wow. But it was the first time in my life, anyway, where I was super confused because the cartoon <laughs> was yeah. darker than the movie, was scarier than the movie, was yeah. infinitely more intimidating than the movie. Like, everything about the cartoon is so much darker and scarier. The cartoon yeah. is almost a horror movie. Like, yes, very much so. Like, this movie is is very much the Saturday morning cartoon version of Spawn. That's exactly what I was going to say, because uh, everything, like, all the elements are there, right? Like, yeah. Like, all the elements are there for, uh, for, uh, for, the, for the story. Like, you've got, you've got uh, uh, Al Simmons, an assassin, you know, government assassin, and he's yeah. murdered, and he's sent to hell, and he comes back, but there's just that element of everything is just below being quote unquote offensive or, or, uh, or, or R rated, right? Like mm-hmm. they're right at the line and they're, they're, they're just at the threshold before they cross the line into the R rating. Right. Yeah. And, and in like... some aspects, and in some aspects they're way below that line. Like they're not even close. Yeah. To like they're, you know? they, they get super far away from the R rating sometimes. And yep. it's so fucking weird. Cause like, okay. If you read the comic, you watch the cartoon, the story of Al Simmons who becomes spawn is he's a government assassin. His boss sets him up to be assassinated because a minion of hell's army pays mm-hmm. him to do it. And he's assassinated. He goes to hell. He comes back five years later he realizes that um, he's been sent back to kickstart the apocalypse by getting revenge on the man that had him killed. And when mm-hmm. he does that, he'll, his, his, he will lead hell uh, to the gates of heaven to burn it down. Mm-hmm. It's literally the exact same story in the comic, in the cartoon, and in the movie. It's yeah. literally the exact same story, yet somehow... <laughs> the movie gets it completely wrong. In the comic books... Like leading to the memories of Malbolgia when they come to him, Malbolgia is the devil. Yeah. When his memories of Malbolgia come to him in the comics, they cause trauma. He remember mm-hmm. when he remembers Malbolgia's face, he remembers the way hell feels. Yeah. Like that's in the comic books. In the cartoon, the memories of Malbolgia cause him to seize, cause him to, to freak to have like freakouts, panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And in this movie. He goes to hell and meets a cartoon voiced by Dr. Claw. Like, <laughs> so he's so not even me, trying to not do Dr. Claw. So let me uh, uh voiced by by the by the great Frank Welker, who's totally wasted in this movie, by the way. Because he is he beyond on wasted. Claw, dude. Come on. But Bro, anyway, um, voice is so like you, you. The only reason you know it is because it's a cartoon. If he didn't yeah. want you to know it's his voice, you wouldn't know it's you wouldn't his know voice. Exactly. Yeah, like Frank Wilker's so, amazing. Somebody told him to do Doctor Claw. Yeah, I bet you he did that voice thinking that they were going to to put some filter over it or something, which they Probably. didn't. Anyway, they, and they but, didn't. Like, I'll get you next time, Spawn. <laughs> next time. 
you'll never escape me he says as spawn escapes him but uh, like every no i'm not kidding if you go back and you watch that 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 because i did it today and i was like it's it's it i didn't it's way funnier than it should have been to me Mm. um like earlier when i was here because i was watching the movie and you hear frank welker's voice come through the malbolgia and every time he does it i go do 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 (laughs) like and you just start humming the inspector gadget theme like i promise you this movie gets funnier than it intends to be like (laughs) i don't know if it was trying to be this funny uh or fucking absurd and stupidity because they have they have this um this immature 90s uh version of what cool is and you it's know? weird because, like, how did you get it right in the comic and the cartoon? Like, the, so the source the materials, there, it's everywhere. God damn it. I'm so, fine. So here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. And, and this is, I think, is the prime example. If you want a perfect example of what went wrong in the translation, just look at the way Clown is portrayed. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, like, like I said, I only watched the cartoon. I didn't read the comics. You read the comics. So, so, mm-hmm. so uh, maybe you can back up what I'm saying. In the cartoon, Clown, um, it's it's the same kind of character. Like he 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 tells jokes. He's he's very crude. He's very, but he's very underplayed, right? Yes. Like he like he talks underneath his voice like this, you know, yes. like <laughs> you know. But that's, in the movie, that's the way it reads. That's the way it reads in the comic. That's yeah. the way it reads in the cartoon. Like, bro, like, what he says he says the same line in the cartoon. He goes, he goes. Ooh, I ordered extra crispy. Or like, what? What do? You, what does he say? Uh, uh, I ordered well done. I didn't order extra crispy. <laughs> I, I ordered it well done, not burnt. Like... Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? But when when John Leguizamo, his portrayal, and John Leguizamo is an amazing actor, dude. Like, yeah, I, I was gonna say. Allow me to preface this by saying no disrespect at all whatsoever yeah. to John Leguizamo. No, like that guy is did, a fucking did, treasure. <laughs> Yeah, he really is, dude. If you want to know how great John Leguizamo is, watch his stand-up special, Freak. Like, Jesus, that's, it's that's on it's on YouTube. Best. I actually just watched it maybe like like four or five months ago. Like, good yeah. God, dude. It holds it's up. Cool. It's still one of the funniest things you'll ever see. Yeah. So look at his portrayal and the portrayal in uh in the in the, in the cartoon, and you'll know exactly what is wrong with this movie. Mm-hmm. Clown in, in the movie is is this like he comes across as this like frat boy, you know, with, yeah, with his flatulent jokes and like he's trying too hard and he's he's and, more of an obnoxious frat boy. Yeah, he's very that's obnoxious. Great, he's not that's scary a great at all. way of like that's a great way of portraying it. That is a great way of pointing that out, dude. He's an obnoxious frat boy in this movie. Yeah. And he's not scary at all, dude. Like in 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 my experience, clown was terrifying, dude. Like mm-hmm. he was scary because, yeah, he looked he he he's like the short fat man or whatever. But there was this level of 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 uh, of anger and and evil of malevolence. There's malevolence behind him. Yeah, like, there's a there's a horrific malevolence to clown. Like it is the it is hell's guardian angel for him. That's all it is. Yeah. It, it's trying to influence him to do horrible things, to do what the suit is supposed to do. Like the other thing they don't really explain whatsoever in this movie is that costume is alive. 
Like yeah. the cape is alive, the chains are alive, the mask is alive, and it's the most they violent. It, they mention it in passing. Like there's like a quick line, little line that says uh, "living necroplasmic armor" or something like they that. They don't even give it a montage. He throws a bottle and Spawn breaks it. We don't even get a montage in this movie. You know what, man? They, <laughs> like it's just I, I I wish that I could like this movie because I love the comic. I love the cartoon. I adore it, and like. I don't even hate the movie the way it's it's coming off. I hate that it isn't Spawn the way it should be. And that's yeah. why you haven't seen Spawn the way it should be on film, because Todd McFarlane will not allow anyone else to touch it. Like, Todd McFarlane has retained a thousand percent of the rights to Spawn. There's yeah. a reason you've never seen a Funko of Spawn. Why do yeah. you want a Funko? I make awesome toys of Spawn all the fucking yeah. time. For the same price as a Funko, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Get a spawn toy. So, like, so there's a reason um, you don't see that shit. McFarlane owns everything spawn. So they had everything going for for them in this movie, dude. Like they had the 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 best special effects crew that they could get. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I and believe that can be doing makeup. Else. Yeah, and they had they had uh, the same guys who worked on the T Rex for Jurassic Park working on the special effects of this movie. Not to mention one of the most killer sound, killer and unique soundtracks you've ever fucking heard in your life. Yeah, dude, you know, with uh, like, with Marilyn Marilyn Manson, one of the coolest Marilyn Manson songs. Yeah, uh, Long Hard Road Out of Long Hell. Long Hard Road Out of Hell, which which still a banger, dude. I freaking love that song, dude. Yeah, so I lost like, my virginity to that song. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I really did. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure Marilyn Manson took a lot of virginity to that song. Anyway, <laughs> oh no, now it's gross again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, dude. Like, like they had they had uh, Michael Jai White. Who, come on, dude. You can't find a better actor to play that character, dude. Dude, like, I like am... he was at the peak of his game, dude. Michael Jai White. If for you, for you guys that don't know, dude, Michael Jai White. Um, he is a brilliant, Dynamite. brilliant actor slash comedian. He is a martial artist. He is like one of the most fittest muscle muscle bound dudes that you'll ever see. And he's an all around great person from what I've heard. Right. So the fact that he got this and this was before uh, Blade came out. This was this was right before before Blade Blade came out. This is why I always tell people when people are like, oh, he's the first black superhero. I'm like, Spawn, but whatever. No, dude, it's Meteor Man, but nobody talks about Meteor Man. But anyway, no one ever talks about <laughs> Meteor Man, right? Yeah. So, but but yeah, Blast dude, like Blank this Man. Was, this was supposed to be no, dude. Meteor Man came first before Blank Man. Did it really? Yeah, dude. Uh, Meteor Man came out in 1990, and uh, Blank Man came out in 91 or 92 or something like that. Get the fuck out of here! I thought Blank Man yeah. was first. Oh, dude, Meteor Man, bro, Meteor Man. Well, so I something uh, else on the Know It All podcast. Boy, we learned dude. a lot on this show. Right? Yeah, all for as little as three bucks a month. So, uh, <laughs> so um, the this movie came out and it was the first. Okay, I'm just gonna say this: the first major, actual, legit comic book uh, African American superhero dude. Yeah. And um, they they the, it already had a bunch of stuff going against it. One, it was it was a uh, a movie about a guy who's murdered and goes to hell and comes back as an as an agent of hell, right? Like that's already got got like two strikes against it. You're losing me. <laughs> yeah. 
So if if you notice, like they don't cuss at all in this movie. Like like yeah. the, the original cut, the PG thirteen cut. There's two cuts to this movie. There's a PG thirteen cut and there's the R rated cut. And trust me, that one's not any better. It's not any better. You know why? You know why they? You know why it's rated R for the language? Yeah, it's the exact same movie except they they add a shit uh, yeah. in a couple of spots. That's they it. Add, they add a shit every now and again, and the clown is smoking a joint. Yeah, like that's, that's it. it. It's and really I think there's a, scene, there's a scene where it shows him uh, uh, like blowing up. He's like in the fire or something like that. But um, here's the thing, dude. The one of the major problems is the portrayal of Al Simmons, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because in the in the in the cartoon, uh, when he comes back, uh, he's 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 pining for Wanda, but yeah. The whole thing about his pining is that it's in correlation with the with the pain that he's feeling, right? And he doesn't he doesn't in the movie it comes across more as a thirteen year old pining for for a girl that just broke up with him. Yeah, it's really bad. Like in the comics and in the 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 cartoon, he comes back from hell. And the problem is when you come back from hell, you retain no memory of your previous life. <laughs> The only the only memory you're supposed to have is of your vengeance, what you're what you have come back for. The only memory he should have had was to kill Jason Wynn. But when like, he I comes back, he remembers Wanda. Yeah, like I remember in the cartoon, he was like, Where am I? What is this? Yeah. Like, like he was in the alley and like he's like, he's like, What am I doing here? You know, and and yeah. And yeah. Like, like the, the his love for Wanda was so strong. He was like Wanda. Like he he didn't he didn't pine for her like like in this movie. And it's so pathetic, dude. Yeah, because he, he his love for her retains his memory, which is yeah. why he fights hell back. And in yeah. this one, he comes back with all his memory. He just missed he just missed the last five years, and he's real like, huh? Like it's yeah. just it comes off so dumb. And it may be the fact that like you really can't do this movie uh, in one movie in one fell swoop. Like I would fucking I wish to God HBO would give Todd McFarlane Spawn again as a live action series, because mm -hmm. from what I understand, the script that I read, I've read Todd McFarlane's new script for Spawn. And I don't know if it's supposed to be the one that we're going to get, because I know we're getting we're getting the Jamie Foxx Spawn movie. Like, is that, that the one? Is that the one where Sam and Twitch are the main characters? Right. And the thing is, is the way the first like half of this movie is supposed to be is supposed to be flashbacks and the recollection of people in the alley who have seen spawn but haven't really seen him it's a thing that comes out of the darkness and it kills the bad people in the alley every time a crime happens in this alley like something comes out of the shadows and rips these things apart and mm -hmm. it's picture it's piecing them together from people who have seen Spawn but not really seen him until you get your grand reveal in the script, it's in the middle. But from what I understand, this script was like 11 years ago. And uh, I don't think we're still doing the exact same thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's still the same idea that it's Sam and Twitch collecting information on who this thing is, on, on who or what this thing is in the alley that's killing mob bosses and criminals. Yeah. And I like should bring Michael Jai White back, dude, because he still looks freaking phenomenal, dude. I think he can still pull it I, off. I said the same thing. I was like, I'm hyped for Jamie Foxx because Jamie Foxx is a terrific actor. He really is. And I think he'll be a tremendous Al Simmons and Spawn. He is, but, but he's he doesn't come across as intimidating to me. Like that's why like I was like, he's, 
he's not going to intimidate me the way Michael Jai White. He's too nice. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even when Michael Jai White plays nice, he's only nice to you until you piss him off. And, like, <laughs> yeah. like I fucking, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I love Black Dynamite. Like, Black Dynamite to this yeah. day is still, like, top five things, things I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Yeah, it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Like he wrote it. He wrote it all by himself, man. <laughs> and and the thing that makes me laugh about it is in that movie, he's he's acting like a bad actor. Like yeah. it's it's beyond meta. You can see the talent there. And in, it's in, a lot of talent far, to act that bad. <laughs> yeah, you have to. I've I've been saying it for years. The mark of a really really talented actor is an amazing actor that can play a bad one. Yeah. Like, if you can play a bad actor in a movie, like, you're really good. You're really good at what you're doing because you get, you understand the art, you understand the craft, you understand what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> in Spawn, every line feels like, cut, print it, moving on. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like, you just one and done everything. Like, you can feel how one and done everything is. Everything yeah. sounds so off. And clunky, all the line delivery sounds really silly. Yeah. Like it, it's it sounds very like everything's being rehearsed. Like they shot on rehearsal and they just Yeah. Like, That's what it everything. feels like. Like everything feels like it's a rehearsed line, like the shooting rehearsal. I'm like, ah, fuck it, we'll go with that shot. Yeah. I'm like, are you sure though? Like <laughs> I feel like everybody delivers, but dude, Martin Sheen came off as, as goofy in that movie. Like Martin Sheen's an amazing actor. Like even yeah, he it, came off hokey and dumb. And that sucks, man, because he is perfect. He looks exactly like Wynn does in the cartoon and in the comics, dude. Like He was exactly so perfectly like, cast. He was so yeah. perfectly cast as Jason But he's Wynn. got like, that Saturday morning cartoon villain vibe going on, dude. Like, he, 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 he deepens his voice like this, you know? Yeah, like, he, he could have he could have been a really good Jason Wynn. Instead, they had him play a Captain Planet villain. And, <laughs> and it's like, you know... She did in Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, Jason Wynn's original motives were really dark and fucking interesting, too. Yeah. Like, he fucking... He killed him for a reason. Like, there were reasons behind everything. And it, it's a giant conspiracy to get Al Simmons into hell. And, yeah. like, we don't touch on any of that. Like, yeah. even the fact that, like, Clown just, like... When he asked, like, why Simmons? Like, he's, he's good at where he is. Like, why ask why? And they don't even explain that. I'm like, okay, they'll explain later that he's from a long line of Hellspawns. Like, his family has always been chosen to be Hellspawns. His great-grandfather was the Gunslinger Spawn. Like, oh, his, his yeah. yeah, like, he's descendant of, Co of the Cogliostro, of the medieval Spawn. Like, his family was in the fucking, um, hid with the natives. He's, his family's part of the Renegade Spawn, too. Like, Al Simmons is part of a long line of spawns that have fought back, but they're needed. They're the keys to the apocalypse. And mm -hmm. like, nah, we don't explain that either. Like, okay. It could, have been, it could have been a real deep mythology that they could have gotten into, but they, but yeah, like the spawn, PG 13, <laughs> the spawn mythology runs so, so deep and we tap on none of it. Like absolutely none of it. They don't explain the power source of the of the costume. They don't explain the lifeblood of the cape, like nothing. He did, they literally wipe it away by careful. Once you drain your powers, you die. Like they really so, just cut it down to that, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 something that I want to get into. Uh, right now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a real quick break, and uh, when we come back, um, 
I want to get into the. I mean, I I know I know we we're here talking about the movie or whatever, but I want to get into the mythology of because that is extremely fascinating that they didn't even touch in the movie about um, Spawn and his suit and the cape and everything. And I, and I will tell you one thing, dude. I know uh, very little about it, but it, what I do know, I find extremely fascinating. Uh, in in uh, in what the suit actually is, mm-hmm. so uh, we're gonna do it right now, man. We're gonna take a real quick break, and uh, we'll be uh, right back. Hey, Know It All Ned here. Thanks for tuning into the Movie Know It All podcast, part of the Know It All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Here on the Movie Know It All podcast on the Know It All Network. We'll be right back. to die in that biochem plant. Remember? Shimmons! You sent me to hell, Jason! I'm here to return the favor! So, uh, now, uh, I want want to talk about the, uh, probably the best part of this movie, but also the biggest wasted opportunity. Uh, the spawn suit. Okay? God, man. So, the spawn suit in the movie looks awesome. Yes, like, it really does. The suit, the practical suit looks awesome. It is completely comic book accurate. And I, I, I kind of, I kind of do appreciate the fact that they decided to, to make the Cape all CGI. And I would you know, have too, if it didn't look so shitty. It's the thing like, like back in the day, back then, they didn't have this. This was like the pinnacle of technology back then, and they they uh, they created. Uh, they had to create their own software for the cape itself, and based on that that technology, they were able to. Uh, I mean, that, that technology is the forefather of of all the the cloth uh, programs that they use nowadays. Like mm. the uh, the the program that they used to make Batman's cape in. Uh, Arkham games is mm-hmm. uh, based on those original files and those original programs, you know. Yeah. So, so I mean, their 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 hearts were in the right place, but it just wasn't. It just didn't come across as well as it should have. Or now, in hindsight, you know, it 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 looks very very dated. 
you know, I appreciate, but back then it was I appreciate, just... I appreciate your kind words. Uh, it looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, it looks like utter shit to me. I hate looking at that fucking cape. I hated it as a kid. That was, that was the thing I hated the most when I was a kid, was how just bad the cape looked. Like, I yeah. liked the way it moved. It moved yeah. really, really cool. But it wasn't uh-huh. color corrected to the to the tone of the movie whatsoever. And I get what they were trying to do. They wanted it to look alive because Spawn's cape is alive. It's its own entity yeah. in the comic book. And you get to see some of that in the cartoon. Uh, in the comic, mm-hmm. you get to see it a lot. I think they've they've created a new character uh, called Haunt. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be. I don't know if they've explained it yet. It's just the theory that I have. Um, cause they can't quite figure out what haunt is. It's a, it's a violent spirit, but they don't know why it has hell powers yet. This is the last comic, uh, that I read. And from what I understand haunt, what I'm thinking anyway, is a mask is a hell spawn mask on a ghost. And I'm not uh, exactly too sure if that's what it is, but that's what I think it is. Um, the mask in the comic book, uh, doesn't come out of the suit. It's part of yeah, the suit. It's like a cloth. He has to hold it in the suit, like under the cape, when he when he walks around without it, because mm-hmm. the thing will get loose. It's an animal. The mask will get loose, and it corrupts people's brains when it fucking gets on them. Like, oh. it gets them to do really horrible and vile shit. The cape is its own entity. Like, loose, the cape can do pretty much everything that Doctor Strange's cape can do. Uh-huh. Like only the cape is its own entity as well. It chooses what it wants to do if it's not attached to him. And his chains are their own entity. Like the chains are basically snakes. Like they're alive when they need to be. Like that okay. suit is utterly incredible. And like everything that Spawn can do. Like what a lot of people don't really realize is that Spawn can do anything. The suit is essentially a Green Lantern ring. The problem is it only has X amount of power. And at yeah. some point, you will drain it. And at some point, once you drain it, you can no longer use the Hellspawn powers. The mask, the cape, and the chains can decide what to do on their own. Like, they're not linked to the, to the magic anymore. So, like, sometimes they die. Sometimes they go rogue. Like, like what's his name? The medieval spawn's cape uh, flees him when he runs out of power. Like, when he no longer has the strength to hold it, it flees. And, like, I imagine there's its own comic of it. I haven't read it, but, like, a lot of shit happens. Like, even in the Gunslinger spawn, his coat is the cape. Ah. So, I was, I was, uh, um, I remember watching the cartoon and uh, um, looking at at art. Huh? I literally just put it on. Yeah. And and looking at it, and, and in front of each episode, they have the numbers, right? Yeah. And, and they also had it in the video game. In the video game, they had the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I never knew what those numbers were. Yeah. It wasn't the, until later the, that I found out. Yeah, the power that, of the suit. Yeah, that, that's how much power he has left, right? Yeah, even but in the they, first they hundred issues. They not that in the movie. No, even in the first hundred issues um, of Spawn, every fucking uh, issue starts off with a picture of that power bar. Yeah. And it's getting lower and lower and lower. Like... You have to understand the suit can do literally anything he puts his mind to. It can teleport him. It can shrink him. It can enlarge him. It can explode like a nuclear bomb. Like there's a million things that suit can do. It can teleport him. Whatever he wants it to do, it can do. 
mm-hmm. like it's kind of amazing and like they really don't talk about it like you have to remember the 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 spawn suit is supposed to be much like the venom symbiote hint hint um <laughs> yeah like but I, it's, I, it's it's funny because because the more the more i learn about it the more spawn comes across as uh, as that kid that you played with when you're when you're younger He's like, no, I can do this. I can do this. Oh, yeah, well, well I can do this. Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of really does. It was it was really Todd McFarlane's way of saying, nah, fuck all your superheroes. Because, like, <laughs> legitimately, like, I, I, I joke a lot. You know, people joke a lot about fucking, like, Superman being overpowered as fuck and shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, Spawn kick his ass. Yeah. Like, I think so. I'm like, Spawn's magic. Spawn would rip a hole in his ass. Like, Spawn's he, magic. Yeah, straight like, up. Spawn dude. could teleport his ass to a planet with a red sun and really take his time peeling him like an orange. Like, oh, that's scary. That's, that's a scary, scary thought, but he could. He could use the magic of the hell suit to transport him to a planet with the same type of gravity in a red sun. Like, so, he'd, be a, he'd be a normal man. Spawn could peel him like a grapefruit. So, uh, yeah, man. So, so this movie. It uh um, the only explanation you get of the suit is is clown has this throwaway line of of it. It's a living necro necro armor suit or whatever. Yeah. And and then they go into uh when when Cogliostro is explaining the power set to him, he's like, no, when you when you lose your powers, you die. Yeah. They never explain what dying is after you come back from hell, like. When 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 he's talking about Boja, he's like, leave my army or die. Like, what does yeah. that mean? That means absolutely nothing. Like, they don't explain it. He's already dead. What happens? Like, what what is death after death? You know? Like, like so they do kind of um explain that, like in the comic. Um, there are like punishments for the things in hell that don't listen. Mm-hmm. Um it's basically like you you remember that scene that they cut from Event Horizon that you can just kind of YouTube? Yeah. That's kind of what hell is for those things. The hell orgy. Like, yeah. Like they're kind of like ripped apart in hell orgies and shit like that. There are things beneath the army. There are animals like in hell also. Like hell gets hell gets really like um explained a lot in the comics. Even in issue one hundred, you do get to see God. And God is is a white version of Malboja. It's a big, ugly demon, only it's white. Uh, like, it's fucking hideous. And like, like I said, the lore is there. And I'm not saying you have to go through the first hundred issues because like, Al Simmons isn't Spawn anymore. Like, they're, they've followed, they're, they're following completely different Spawn stories now. Like, other Spawns have their own clowns. Like they're the violator has brothers. He's not the only one. There's the violator, the victimizer, uh, the vaporizer. There's a shit ton of them. Like they were the horse in the, this movie, by the way. Yeah, they're the horses of the horsemen in the apocalypse. Like, ah. like even the the tales of dragons that you you read are from violators and and fucking uh vaporizer and his brothers, like all of them, like are the stories you hear of dragons like now. Like, yeah, dude, there's all sorts of really, really, um, again, amazing fucking lore. And you don't even have to go too deep into it. You just have to follow the Al Simmons story. It's good enough. Like the Al, the Al Simmons story is really good and you don't have to stray so far from it. <laughs> like, and, and, and 
Okay. But, but the the but but the the point of this movie is to tell the origin story, right? It's right. to tell the origin story, and they they're they're it's so easy because this is what the animated series did. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to plant the seeds of future storylines, you know. Yeah. But in this one, they try extremely hard to keep it self-contained, and they don't explain a lot. They they take this deep lore. Mm-hmm. and keep it extremely surface level right yeah and see, so like i'm i'm watching it right now right i'm watching the cartoon and like i've i've seen it a few times and i'm it's it's occurring to me that like in the, this this first episode is 27 minutes in 27 minutes they explain to you who spawn was what has happened to him why he's in crime alley why he's sleeping here, why he can't remember certain things and why he can remember certain things. And all he can remember is that he wants to go home. Like he's about to, he meets the clown. The clown tells him where he's been and what he is now, what he's supposed to do. And, and the decision being his now they do this in 27 goddamned minutes. It doesn't take much. You don't have to, ah, the way yeah, they just and, and this drag their feet like god damn man is both like the narrative of this movie is so quick though within mm-hmm. the first 10 minutes he's already he's already in like you have no idea who al simmons is you have no idea who these guys are you have no idea the the, the kind of relation relationship that that al has with wanda uh you kind of get what what kind of relationship he has with uh with with his best friend uh, uh db sweeney yeah uh, but like it's it, within the first ten minutes, he's already back back from hell and spawn as 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 spawn, right? right. And and, see, and and then from there they drag it on. Like when does he get a suit? Like when does he get it? Like like in forty five, like in, in thirty minutes from the time he comes back from hell to the time he he's in he's in the uh, uh in the cemetery getting mm-hmm. a suit. That's thirty or forty minutes, dude. Mm-hmm. It's thirty or this movie is an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, and and see the thing is, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you start the movie off with that shitty song from the Dust Brothers, Satan, yeah. featuring Kirk Hammett, um, as if you could fucking hear him on it. That's but, a uh, seven minute intro, by the way. Yeah, so you you have. You you have your Cogliostro like blah 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 you know doing his narration and fine because they kind of do that in Spawn, in yeah. in the cartoon and they kind of do it in the comic book not like that not you but, know what I mean but, it, it was no John Larroquette yeah. at the beginning of Texas Chainsaw like the film that you are about to watch yeah. like you're not intimidated but, you're not nervous but, what you, you're not but, but once again dude this is a movie dude you're supposed to show not tell <laughs> right and see. What they could have done is use those opening credits with the flames, like seeing somebody flying through the tunnel of uh, hell. You could have used those opening credits and literally started the movie with fucking a crime in Crime Alley and Spawn yeah. stopping it. And him yeah. asking himself, like, I don't know how I did that. Where am I? <laughs> I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, like with the, just like the cartoon, just like the comic book. Like, I don't know how I was able to do that. And I don't know where I am. Like, what day is it? Like, I can't remember certain things. Like, just him freaking out. Like, what do you remember? Like, I remember Wanda. I remember my wife. I have to get to her. Like, him going home, seeing that his best friend has married his wife, and understanding that he's been gone for a very long time. 
Mm-hmm. And that's when the clown explains to him, like, yeah, you've been gone five years. Like, your best friend married your wife. That was the deal. You wanted to see her again? You get to see her. Now you got to lead Hell's Army. And, like, you didn't tell me that this was what it was going to be. Like, him, like, sort of the memories coming back. Yeah. You didn't tell me that this is what it was going to be. Like, that's unfortunate. You got to read all the fine details before you take the deal. Like, fuck your deal. Like, fuck yeah. your goddamn deal. Fuck you. Fuck your boss. What are you going to do about it? Like, and, and like 27 goddamn minutes. <laughs> it doesn't take much, dude. Like, you do that in 27 minutes. You know what you have? An entire hour of badassery. You have an yeah. entire hour to get fucking crazy with the cheese whiz, dude. And mm. like, no, we'll fucking show you that he's a family man first. Like, I don't need you to show me that. Do it in a flashback. <laughs> you gotta but know when to use that the fucking being said, With that being said, I will say this though: um, the action scenes are oh, pretty great. good. They're great. They're pretty good. <laughs> like no. we just spent we just spent half the half the podcast talking about how shitty this movie is. No, no, but and, and like understand something. I really do appreciate the attempt at trying to mix practical effects with CGI. They really tried to channel their inner Terminator 2. They fucking failed. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) They failed miserably. But there are some moments that are really fucking cool. Like the fight with the violator is fucking dope. And it's such a tremendous mix of CGI and a big giant fucking puppet. It's amazing to look at. It is so fucking cool to watch. It's so fucking fun. Every time Spawn picks up a gun, shit is going to get really cool. Yeah. Like they did not fuck that up whatsoever. And I was telling I was telling Patty earlier when we were watching it, the scene where he kills Jessica Priest mm-hmm. and all these guys are at the big dinner party and all these guys run in and the camera's focused on on his face and they just start firing at him and the mask just like like just yeah, covers goes his up. face really quick. Dude, when when he comes down from the ceiling, dude, and like the cat yeah. is just like bringing him down, like that's such an awesome shot. And I'm watch I'm watching this, and I'm going, God damn, dude, that shot! Like some yeah. of these shots are still fucking incredible. The makeup holds yeah. the fuck up. The it makeup does. it really still does. looks really cool to me. Like yeah. I told I told Fatty, I was like, I can see where the bald cap line is in this shot. But this movie was made in 1996 under harsh lights with no anticipation of high definition. I have a very good TV, guys. Like, <laughs> I have a very, very good TV. Yeah. And, like, the makeup <laughs> line is, is a little obvious sometimes, but they do really, really close shots of his face. It, they were very proud of that makeup, and they had a lot to be proud of. It's very impressive. It's so funny because there's a couple of shots where, where – uh, because – his whole mask is a prosthetic. Like uh, the mm-hmm. the only part of the only part of his face that you can actually see that's really his face are his eyes and mm-hmm. like like the bottom of his nose, his yeah. lips, and like the top of his nose, and like everything is all covered, right? Mm-hmm. So they have this little hole on the top of the of the mask, on the top of his head, where where they would pump in cool air, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some. <laughs> shots where you can actually see it and yeah dude like you said dude they shot this movie without anticipation of of uh hd uh, tv they all they also did it without any anticipation of fucking anything really because they fucking zipped up john Leguizamo and and fucking poor michael jai white in these goddamn suits and they're stuck yeah. in these things glued on sealed on sealed in them and fucking the entire time that john Leguizamo was sitting in this chair he's in this chair for fucking eight hours while they apply all this shit to him 
and he's yeah. sitting there drinking fucking water all day and he's like i gotta pee and they're like oh no no mm-hmm. you can't pee well i'm gonna yeah. pee what do you want to do here like <laughs> there's no zipper on this thing like no you can't pee like you're still no, it's, it's all it's all rubber <laughs> And he's like, you're fucking crazy. You better figure something out. Like, fuck you. Get me out. Like, I don't and blame him. dude. Like, like John Leguizamo, he's not a tall dude, right? Like, no, he, he's, he's, he's maybe he's maybe like five eight, five nine. Like, he's like my height, maybe a little shorter than I am, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, this guy spends the whole movie squat. Mm-hmm. Like, he squats squat down to three feet tall, dude. Yeah. You know? And... Like all the props to this guy, dude, because you know his performance may be shit in this movie, but man, like <laughs> he looks great in the, though. In the worst of circumstances, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he looks look great. And he looks he looks perfect, dude. He looks great. He looks like clown. Yeah, you know? he looks. And then fantastic. he opens his mouth and he starts moving. <laughs> like everybody in this movie, like makeup wise, looks great. Yeah, uh, hell looks horrible to me. Um, hell I, I looks hate, like a video game, dude. Like straight I, I up. Hate, no, I have a video game called Dante's Inferno for the PlayStation Three. No, it does not look like a video game because that game looks incredible. Like, <laughs> this movie looks bad. Like well, they're like, like a, they're looks like a PlayStation hell. game in 1996. <laughs> what what I would what I would like so much of what they should just do to hell. Like, and it's so easy. It's so simple, and I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke a movie that a lot of the comic book fans are still a little upset about, and they want a newer version of it. Uh, in Constantine, I love yeah. <laughs> I love their the way Hell looks. Hell looks like it's the exact same city, only wrecked and and covered in a storm. Like uh, that looks fucking wicked to me. Like there's I, this there's a short film that I saw. And uh, it was one of those no budget student film short films, dude. Yeah. And it was called a trip. To, I think it was called like a trip to hell or 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 I went to hell or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they portrayed hell as a hallway, mm-hmm. a dark hallway with a single light lighting the way. Oh, wow. And like nothing like doors on either side. And you hear and like there's there's this noise of you of of like of uh, this baby crying. And like every time you every time you took a step, it got it got louder. But like the person the person couldn't tell which door it was coming from. It was was crazy. Do you like like that? That hell is, is great. But then like you look at something like. Like you said, like Constantine. Constantine's hell was really creative, mm-hmm. right? Uh, South Park's hell was really creative. Yeah, you know? South Park's this hell. hell? The, fire, the fire in South Park hell looks more real than the one in the Spawn movie. This hell with with uh, with Mal- and and I and I get it. I get it. You know, like you get you get Frank the the amazing great Frank Welker uh, doing the voice, and uh, there's no there's Frank no movement. Welker. There's no movement in his in his in his in his uh, mouth like he you you don't you can't even tell that he's talking but i understand that that was supposed to be like him you know i guess talking through his mind or something like that see that, that's what i was going to tell you i was like see the violator's mouth doesn't move either it communicates yeah. psychically so can malboja malboja can speak to spawn from hell he never yeah. has to, they never have to set foot in the same room together like yeah. malboja can speak to him whenever he damn well pleases 
and there's nothing Spawn can do about it. Like the Violator and Spawn get inside, or the Violator and Malbolgia get inside Spawn's head again. Something we just eh, sort of yeah. glance over, and I'm like, bro, there's so much dark, fucked up lore to this. Like, why won't you explore any of it? And like, well, we want to explore the action of it. Okay, well, fucking tell it right. Like. <laughs> Yeah. You can do you can totally just tell the action part of, of the Al Simmons story, which is really the first three episodes of Spawn. Like just so, son of a bitch, dude. So like so like and then and then we get to the ending of this movie, which is supposed to be like the big climax. Um and I don't I, I I've seen this movie several times, dude. Like I've given it more times than any other movie I've ever seen in my life, right? Oh wow! Because okay. I'm, I'm always saying to myself, you know what, dude? Maybe I was too harsh on it. I'll, I'll go back and watch it again. No, I'm not, I wasn't too harsh on it. And <laughs> bro, uh, I thought that too when I was watching it today. I was like, maybe I've been too harsh on it. Like, nope, I fucking hate yeah. this. <laughs> like, nope, this is bad. So, uh, um, we uh, the, the the final battle is, um, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, they're, they're, they, they go to Wanda's house and then they go into the fireplace and apparently that's where hell is. Mm -hmm. I guess. And, um, and, uh, um, they spawn cuts violators head off and -hmm. supposedly like, like that kills him. Like, I don't understand the logic of, of, of this ending scene. Like when he goes, when he goes, you'll never escape me. And you know, as spawn escapes him, like, (laughs) That like 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 just whenever he wants. Yeah, I, I, is that I, that what's going on? Is, I, is that I, is that in the comics? I don't understand the lore of the movie. Uh, I know that when you cut off a minion of hell's head, it it goes to the bottom to the pits of hell and has to climb its way out, and then Malbolgia decides whether or not, like, you can go back. Which is kind of why Clown constantly comes back. He's had his head cut off like three times in the comic already. Like, he's been killed a bunch of times. Like, the fucker keeps coming back. Yeah. Like, and the same thing with fucking um, Malbolgia. In the comics, Spawn uses, like, all of his powers to, like, cave hell in on him. And, like, this is sort of where the comic gets really weird. That's when the the Malbolgia of Heaven gives Spawn a halo. Uh, Spawn, mm-hmm. like, Al Simmons gets his face back. But, um... He's still endowed with with uh, Hell's powers because now there's nothing to limit them. So, like, he doesn't look burnt anymore. He looks like Al Simmons again, but his eyes glow green. Like, it gets really, really, really bizarre. Um, and I can understand why you wouldn't want to make part two, three, four, or five. I understand that. And you don't have to. That's the great thing about these fucking movies. You don't have to do that. But, yeah. like, if you're going to tell the Al Simmons story, like, tell it correctly. His stories a really bad one, a really sad and scary life that this guy lived that's constantly filled with violence because the one thing he turned out to be really good at was killing. Like, yeah. and he may be, he, in his world, he's killing for all the right reasons. He's killing for self-righteousness. But at the end of the day, when it comes to heaven and hell, there's a simple commandment, and that's thou shall not kill. And he, yeah. did, he, he, he opposed it. He killed plenty of people. He went to hell for it. Like it's fucked up. So let me so let me ask you something, man. Uh, in in the comic, is Al Simmons portrayed like as somebody who who likes his line of work, or or does he show any any remorse, or does he show any like uh, emotional detachment 
from from what he does because in this movie um he's portrayed as you know the cool guy you know the cool like he he's totally cool with everything that's going on you no, know he's kind of portrayed he, like that in the comic too is he yeah because he, like he, he's he's one, very he's like, once he I, understands I what but like once he understands what's happened to him that like hell tricked him that his lineage is part of a long line of hell spawns that have constantly rebelled against uh, against the devil and his army. Uh-huh. Um, that he that his bloodline is the key uh, to the gates of heaven to rip them open and tear them apart. Like once he realizes it's 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 all that shit, and it's like oh, so then if I don't do it, you'll what? Kill me? Like yeah, that's kind of the idea. Cool, I'm right here. Like, real, like, I'm not moving. Go ahead. He really does stay in that alley. That is the fucking spawn cave, is the alley. Like, mm-hmm. he caught, like, the, the, the fucking, at some point, the homeless guys fucking hate him because he's <laughs> bringing all this hell to their alley. Like, all these horrible monsters keep coming to spawn alley to kill him. They kind like, of touch on that in the film uh, with, with the character played by Miko Hughes. Yeah. Uh, who, like, uh, when I first saw that movie, I'm like, oh, dude, that's a kid from uh, Kindergarten Cop. The the boys have a penis, girls have a vagina kid. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is kind of weird to see him at that age because he, he was already so – he was already too old to be a cute little kid. Yeah. But he wasn't old enough to play, like, a teenager in a movie. Dude, he's, like, like 10 years old here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he was actually on the verge of becoming a teenager. Like, yeah, yeah it's, that's a shitty age to be in Hollywood, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, no offense. It's a shit. It's a shitty yeah. age. You need to either be really little and cute or like old enough to drink and still look young. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a shitty place to be. He was at a shitty spot. Like, so, so he's got, he's got this abusive dad who beats on him and shit mm-hmm. and like violator kills him or, or in the R rated version, the violator kills him. But, but in the PG version, he, he lives. He severely right? injures him. Like, like, so, so <laughs> let me explain <laughs> something to you guys. If you read the comic or even watch the cartoon, when the clown becomes the violator, nobody's severely injured. They're severely nope. killed. Like <laughs> severely killed. <laughs> they're severely fucking killed. No one gets severely injured around the violator. Like, yeah. understand when that when the clown becomes the violator, blood is gonna be shed. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't become that thing to scare people. Like yeah. And and yeah, dude, like like this this version in the movie, it, it looks so good, dude. And and it's still it's still uh, it's still around somewhere. Uh, I forgot I forgot where they have it, but I, I've seen I've seen pictures where like he's the they still have at least the the top part of the puppet yeah. uh, in like a garage or something, and it still looks impressive. Yeah, you can still buy. Um, you can still find the R rated cut. Um, mm-hmm. Like the R rated cut, unfortunately, has. Uh, a promo picture for the cover where Michael Jai White is wearing an actual cape that you never see in the movie yeah, uh, at all, which is really unfortunate because he looked so fucking cool in that cape. <laughs> like, it bugs the <laughs> shit out of me because I love the promo cover, and I'm like, why didn't you just use the... You know what? I hate, yeah, I because... hate this so much. <laughs> and it's so funny because I remember watching, watching a, a making of... Or or something like that, mm-hmm. and they actually originally wanted to do a uh, uh, a cape where it was being puppeted, kind of like the way they did with uh with Doc Ock's arms and Spider Man. That's exactly what they should have done. That's exactly yeah. what they should have done. But Jurassic Park came out, dude, and and like every movie was using CGI, you know. 
So That's and the they got and Mark Dippy, the the director of this movie, he's a special effects guy. Yeah, so, well, he should have known it looked like shit. <laughs> but like, I'm sorry, it does. It looks bad. Like, and and I'll give it this too. They tried to recreate so many iconic pictures from the comic book. They tried yeah. so hard, and some of them look tremendous. They yeah. look really good. Like when some of them, away, when he's walking away from the exploded truck, yes, that the cape is cool. just floating in the wind. Him yeah. standing <laughs> on the gargoyle, him fucking like with even the cape flowing where he's standing on the gargoyle. I was like, I wish the cape didn't look so shitty. Yeah, but like <laughs> one of the things that I fucking adore, and this is all they they would have had to have done with this movie. Like it was all they would have had to have done if they didn't try to turn it into this schlock fest. Like Spawn is supposed to be a horror movie. If you're going to make a Spawn movie, it has got to be a horror movie, not an action movie. You can have the action in the horror movie, but it 1 million percent has to be a horror movie. So like, hold on. I apologize. I'm uh, smoking a a funny cigarette. (laughs) The wacky tobacco. Uh, no, I told you it told me a really good joke. Marlboro. <laughs> no, no, it, it was just, it, it told me a funny joke. That's all. Um, what did <laughs> what did Will Smith's five fingers say to Chris Rock's face? Um, moving on, moving on. But, you know why you why slapped him, right? You know why you slapped him with an open hand? Because mm-hmm. paper beats rock. Ah, see what you did there. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Make sure you tip your bartenders and waitresses. No, but really, congratulations <laughs> to Will Smith on his Oscar victory. That's fucking tremendous. But um, I love it. I love it. I don't care what anybody says. He deserves it. Anyway, moving yeah, on. Fuck yeah, moving so, on. Let's move on from that. Move on from that, right? Yeah, but so, um, so now, now let's let's talk about let's talk about something that uh we have been wanting for a while ever since this movie came out. For God's sake. Todd McFarlane has been teasing and promoting and giving updates on a Spawn movie written and directed by himself. So mm-hmm. uh, you said that you've read the script or at least an old script, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure you've kept up with all the updates and everything. I Tell me, my do. friend, as as a Spawn fan from day one, what do you think of everything that's going on with the Spawn movie? Um. It's been in a developmental hell for a really long time. I'm excited to see what Todd McFarlane uh, does with it. Uh, he has a really interesting documentary that you can find on YouTube called The Hell I'm Not. Uh, because that's been, that's been his motto his whole career. You can't do that, Todd. The hell I'm not. Yeah. Like, and it has been uh, for as, as somebody who at one point really wanted to make a comic book, like his career is the one you strive for. Like yeah. he's done some really amazing shit and he has fucking made a comic book so ungoddamn deniable that somebody, <laughs> namely Jason Bloom, has said, fuck it. I'm going to let him do it. I'm going to let him do it. And Jason Bloom is backing Todd McFarlane's uh, spawn. And I'm excited to see what he can do with it, because at this point, um, if it fails, now it's 100 percent his fault. Yeah, there's, there's no one to blame anymore. There's so no one to point the finger at and say, look what they did to my fucking story. So if this movie sucks shit through a brick, it's Todd. <laughs> so is is uh, the, the current comic run, is it still being being uh, uh, spearheaded by McFarlane? Like, does he still have say in the stories? Not only is it spearheaded by him, he's multiversed his goddamn spawns. 
Oh. Like right now, there's a whole new series of Spawn called the Spawn Universe, where there is She Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, Haunt, Renegade, like a lot of Spawns. And uh, right now, his most popular so- uh, story is the Gunslinger Spawn. The Gunslinger Spawn was a character, but uh-huh. now all his characters, because if you go back and you look at his toys, there are a lot of fucking characters. Renegade Spawn is a Native American Spawn. Mm-hmm. Um, there's renegades. There's there's the renegade. There's the medieval spawn. There's now there's gunslinger. And like they all have stories now. They're not just toys anymore. Like spawn, the spawn universe is bringing to life every weird action figure you've ever seen that's never made a comic book. The one like, I see the most of is the Mandarin spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the Mandarin spawn has its own story now. Like. Spawn Universe is getting so fucking big, and Todd McFarlane is only getting bigger and bigger and bigger with everything that he does. You can fucking find Spawn toys in Target again. Like, yeah. technically, you've never stopped seeing McFarlane toys. Since he started making Spawn toys, you have never not, and you've ever walked through a toy section at your local Walmart or Target, you have never not seen a McFarlane toy. All those basketball figures and football figures yep. you see are McFarlane. Oh, like, McFarlane. like, NECA exists. Because Todd McFarlane made movie maniacs, it's the only reason NECA exists. Like NECA yeah, couldn't NECA, have done it NECA without, totally without took, Todd McFarlane. NECA totally took uh, uh, because Todd McFarlane was was the first toy company to make the ultra realistic uh, uh, movie, movie figures. Toys. Yeah, horror yeah. movie figures. And 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 NECA totally took that and and t- took that ball and ran with it. Uh, McFarlane's come back in a big way when he acquired the DC license from Mattel. And yeah, man, like he he's he's really really taken it and made it his own, man. And like, boy, uh, has he, dude! I, I I I the other day we were fucking sitting there talking, and Patty goes like, "How many like McFarlane figures do you have?" I'm like, "Just the DC multiverse, we have like forty something." Yeah, like it's ridiculous, and dude. I just started collecting these like a year ago. <laughs> I know, but he keeps coming out with them, dude, and and. He's consistent because these figures are top notch. They don't cost thirty five bucks like like no, NECA figures do. <laughs> they fucking don't. He bleeds these things, and then like his next series of Spawn toys is coming out. Like I give my uncle so much shit. I love love messing with him because he has so many toys. Like my uncle could start a toy store. The problem is he'll never sell them to you. <laughs> like, like, no, those are mine. Like he's, he's a true collector. He is a true collector. He's a mint on card collector, which drives me insane. Like it drives, <laughs> it drives me up the wall. He does not let them breathe. They remain in the boxes, and I hate it. He's got hundreds. He's got hundreds of spawn toys in their boxes, and like he bought. The the Mortal Kombat spawn toys when they came out, like he has all those and all their variants and like every single fucking one. And then when he released his first line of toys, he was the, of spawn toys anyway. My uncle was like, nope. He deleted the uh, McFarlane off of Instagram. He took himself off of the the email list. He was like, I don't want to oh, know. Really? Yeah, he's like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Because I saw that gunslinger, and that's making me insane. Like, yeah. I want that gunslinger. And then uh, we found out it was a Target exclusive. Uh, I have hunted it and hunted it and hunted it and hunted it. I've been to every fucking Target in the Valley, and I've never found it. And then uh, 
my my buddy Fred over at the indoor flea market uh, puts a picture of one on his Instagram, and I'm like, "Are you selling that?" And he's like, "I am." Like, if you're interested, I'll let I'll, I'll let it go for thirty bucks. And I'm like, "I am on my way," and I brought it home. Oh, you got it. Oh, I got it with every intention of opening it and putting it on display. And I sat there and it was fucking two weeks away from Christmas and I hadn't gotten my uncle anything. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to give him the gunslinger. So I gave him the gunslinger. He fucking almost shit. He was so excited. He was like, where'd you find this? And I was like, I got a really good buddy who hooked me up, man. I got, I got lucky that I found it. And like, I'm already regretting giving it to you. And I tell him every time I see him, I regret giving you that fucking gunslinger. Well, that's that's uh, that's a payback for for opening up your your mind to to toy collecting and all that. That's stuff. That's what I said. So, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. I was like, you know what? For the first time in my entire life, I was nine years old when he gave me a spawn toy, and for the first time in my entire life, I found a toy that he couldn't find. Like he yeah. couldn't <laughs> find it. He couldn't order it. There was nothing he could do to get his hands on that fucking gunslinger, and I found it. And I was like, oh, I gotta give it to him. I have to give it to him. I was gonna yeah. buy him a violator. Cause he saw nope. the, he doesn't want to see it. He's never seen the mega fig violator. And I'm like, you've got to see it. He's like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. Cause I'm going to spend 50 bucks on it. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> and like, I just, I gave him, I gave him the gunslinger for Christmas. He was really happy about it. And last time I saw him, I was like, like, how are you enjoying your gunslinger? He's like, Oh, it's there. And you come look <laughs> at it. Well, you can come and look at it whenever you want real nice in its box. Like <laughs> I hate you. I had oh, I had man. fully I had fully intended and I'll probably do it for his birthday because uh, he doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. Um, I fully should <laughs> should, but yeah. he he doesn't have time. He's a physical therapist. Like he does not have time to do anything. But um, and now he's a grandfather. Shout out to my to my cousin C and his daughter Ava. Uh, but um, yeah, dude. Like I'm gonna buy him a spawn toy. I'm probably gonna buy him the one that's on the throne. Um. He likes to display his figures like in their boxes and shit. So I'm probably going to buy him the the new one that's uh, on the throne, but I'm going to open it and I'm going to order him uh, a really nice custom cape uh, from eBay or from this guy named Max Bird who makes amazing, amazing wired capes. Um, and I'm going to glue the wired cape onto the spawn and leave it on the throne and I'm going to give it to him for his birthday. And I'm going to say, here, now you have one that's open. Like, you can put it back. I'm going to give him the box. You can put it back in its box. But you are wasting this really nice wired cape that you can yeah. pose in a thousand different ways. And you know what that's going to lead to, right? I, he, I hope he just opens all his toys. <laughs> like, if I can... I've been missing... If I can get him to open, like, if I can get him to open one, I would freak out. Like, but if he were to call me and he's like, I opened all my toys. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, no, bro, I would, I'd flip. No. If that day ever came that he was like, I'm going to open them. I'm going to your house, dude. Like, you know how many times I've sat and stared at these fucking toys and I've died to open them. I'm going, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you with that. No. That's funny, man. You can keep every single one. I won't take a single piece of anything. But I'm going to open some of these. Like, so, so, yeah, man. So, despite its flaws, dude, <laughs> that's an awesome story, by the way. Despite its flaws, man, um, this movie holds a special place in my heart. Uh, one, Same. because it, 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 
it kind of it kind of uh uh was like a line between me enjoying movies just because there were movies and me being more critical about them you know yeah like because this movie came out when i was 16 years old and, it's and so i watched hard it when not i was 16 years old about it. it's yeah so hard not to be critical about it like and it was, it was the first one it was the first movie i actually went to go in the theaters where i knew the source material and where it was coming from Mm-hmm. And I and I understood what the original source material was, and and I was disappointed that it didn't follow the source material as close as I felt that it should. You know yeah, I mean? like and the thing the thing that bugged me the most was it was it was just there enough to like, what are you complaining about? Like just <laughs> yeah. justifiably, they can sit there and go, what are you complaining about? We followed the comic. They could justifiably sit there and say that. Well, sure, sure, you followed the comic. Technically. Batman and Robin followed the the Sub Zero animated movie Mister Freeze storyline too. Doesn't that necessarily mean it was good. Yeah. Like again, the Sub Zero Mister Freeze. You know what pisses me off about that? Let me just jump on that really fucking quickly. They made <laughs> that goddamn cartoon first, so yeah. you already had the source material. You already had a writer that could really write a good story like that. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger, who proved what a fucking amazing actor he was in Terminator 2. And and you went with you ice puns. God the damn. Toy it. commercial, bro. It's a toy commercial. Every it's, single person that I've ever talked to, every single person that I've ever talked to that was under 10 years old when that movie came out said that that was their favorite movie growing up. So it I did its it. job. It did it. its job. You know? I because if it, if it was because I and I'll tell you like I know it's a toy commercial and I know because it worked, like yeah, I had I had so many of those fucking toys. <laughs> like, so uh, so yeah, man, and 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 this movie had a, had a line of toys, but they weren't they weren't uh, uh, they they were they were very quickly uh, moved to the bargain bin, uh, you know when because this movie this movie did pretty good, but like I said, man, and I'll tell um, you you can actually you can actually still order them. You can still buy some of them, and yeah. like they're fucking incredible. Like they really, <laughs> really, really are. Like even now, they still really, really, really hold up. One of my favorite things that he did for for the movie Spawn, he made a line. It was only three uh, sets, three figure sets, but they were little um, diorama sets with mini Spawn figures. They were like three-inch spawn toys, but they were still hyper, hyper detailed. And they came with like sets. Like one of them was like in the alley. Uh, one of them's by the fireplace where the violator's head comes through. Uh, I can't remember what the other one was, but like I there's seeing that uh, once out of Toys R Us a very long time ago. Like I still have one of one of the little three-inch spawns in one of my boxes somewhere. I still have the little three-inch spawn, and once I find it, I'm gonna put them up on my shelf. But like. Like, yeah, dude, like Todd McFarlane has always been really good about making toys, these really weird and obscure toys that are just insanely detailed and yeah. really fucking good. And they're only detailed that way because he does the detailing. Like yeah. he sculpts these things like he sculpts them and then the, the factory builds them. And yeah. like the he's, the he's an extremely talented dude, man. Yeah. And the sculpts are insane, dude. Like for, yeah. and especially now that he's still, he's still making the sculpts. He's still sculpting some of these fucking things and yeah. they're hemorrhaging these toys out at the rate that they're doing. Like, bro, it's not just multiverse. 
He's selling. He's also doing fucking um, the retro Batman classics. He's still doing his spawn line. His spawn line has just restarted under that like multiverse build. These are the first like of all the spawn toys they've ever made. These are the first ones that have actual articulation so that you can uh-huh. pose spawn in those iconic comic book like covers instead of buying the toy statues that he would make. Like it's really, really, really fucking impressive. Like, I don't know when that guy fucking sleeps, but like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, that was spawn. Uh, you could probably check it out, uh, as, as of right now it's on Netflix, um, mm. the, uh, PG 13 version, but do yourself a favor. If you're going to watch this shitty movie, uh, try to search out the, uh, uh, the R rated version. Um, it, it's got, it's got maybe like, I want to say like 30 seconds of, of more scenes or whatever. And it's got a couple of cuss words, but, and, and I, and I know I've spent this, the entire duration of this fucking podcast, just bashing how bad this movie is, but I'm bashing it because I promise you the story is amazing. And if you really want to see how amazing it is, jump on HBO max, the, the cartoon yeah. is on Watch there. the cartoon. Most it, definitely. It, it's it's literally 18 episodes i just checked right now it's six episodes a season there's only three seasons they're 30 minutes long you'll breeze through the entire series in a day like and it ends on a cliffhanger <laughs> I, I was gonna say I was like, just so you're aware it, yeah. it, it ends with the idea that there was going to be a season four there is no season yeah. four unfortunately yeah. there is no season four from what i understand todd mcfarlane is going to pick the series back up yeah that's what i heard too like it's it's one of the many many things like Todd McFarlane has had his fingers in a lot of pies and like homeboy has just bought himself a bakery and he's got a lot of pies for a lot of fingers now and like he's not just doing the comic he's not just doing the toy he's currently making the movie like i think the movie's already like in pre-production like i think the go ahead has happened already yeah, it's it's been green lit, but I, but the, right now they're they're still doing pre production. Um, I know that Jamie Foxx is still attached to it, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. We'll see if if, I, if I, he, I, he's I been think, attached to it for like three years. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I think that what happened was he got contracted to it. Like yeah. they guaranteed him that much. He got paid already, like the, his retainer fee. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure he has, and now it's a question of. Can his scheduling match with this scheduling? And if it doesn't, like, we need to buy out his contract and cast somebody else. Because, yeah. like, Jason Bloom is a thousand percent on this, which is kind of amazing yeah. to me. Like, it's really, really fucking amazing, considering that, like, here's a fun fact for you guys uh, before we go ahead and put an end to this show. Um, they very, very, very close. And I mean, like, it was like Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, like, shaking hands close. To like uh, it almost being a deal with Sony. Um, mm. He was about to do it with Sony. But here's the thing. Sony is still currently still trying to create what they're calling the Venomverse. Nobody calls it that. We call it that. They're calling mm-hmm. it the Venomverse. They're trying to create yeah. their own universe, much like Disney did with Marvel. Yeah. And, and that's not going to happen stuff. because Morbius sucks. <laughs> yeah, and like they've pushed it back way too much, and I'm like, bro, it wasn't gonna be this good for you to push it this far back anyway. Yeah. Like, I've already got jokes ready for Morbius, but yeah. like, it, it's it's one of those... gonna suck too. By the way, just saying. Yeah, I'm sure it is, and like, I get what he was trying to do, and he was trying to bring Spawn into the Venomverse and allow Todd McFarlane to write the next Venom movie, 
mm-hmm. which would have been a real fuck you to Marvel. Like, imagine for it to come that full circle that yeah. he comes all the way back and, uh-oh, guess who's making Venom? Like, right back to Todd. <laughs> like, what a huge middle finger to the people that just, fuck you, it's ours now. Yeah, like, just dick exactly. him that way. And I can see why you'd salivate at the idea, but hear me out. Uh, as, as dumb as that does seem, because it is dumb, putting Spawn in the Venomverse will not work. It just it doesn't mix. No, like Spawn is its own universe. Yeah, straight up. But I so, will say uh, I will say this though. Can you imagine the Carnage symbiote taking over the violator? Oof. A Carnage oh, violator. Man. That that gives me goosebumps like right? the, last time I got, the last time I got goosebumps like that, dude, was when I saw a picture of uh of a face hugger taking over a Cenobite. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I mean, I would suffer the indignity of that fucking movie for that toy. Like, yeah, right? Give me right? that right. action figure. Give me the right? violator with the Carnage symbiote on him. Like, yeah. I would watch so, the uh, fight. <laughs> so with that said, guys, uh, what do you say next week we, uh, we take it back uh, and uh, we take it back to the 80s man what do you say we do an 80s movie man i fucking love the 80s so goddamn much yeah i grew I up so fucking down grew up in the 80s man and one of my favorite movies growing up um i was introduced to uh a little a little known movie star named bruce lee through mm-hmm. a movie mm-hmm. that didn't star bruce lee but starred a, a, a an unknown actor named Timok, and the name of that movie was The Last Dragon. Show enough. Show freaking enough, dude. And we are going to be covering that movie next week. I am looking forward to it. It is going to be awesome. Bob, I, can, I cannot wait to do. People... I cannot wait to do this fucking episode with you. Like, you've be... been so excited to do this one, brother. I've been wanting to do this movie for so long, man. Hey, Bob, where can people find? Where can people find our our fine podcast, man? Oh, you can find us everywhere, man. We're on Good Pods. We're still on the Spotify. Every, you love us. You need us. You can't get enough of us, man. Check us out on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a like. Tell us you love us. Find us on TikTok, bro. We're on the TikTok. We're on TikTok? We have a TikTok? We have a TikTok? <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, that's the craziest shit in the world. You know yeah. where I watch my TikTok videos? On Facebook. <laughs> I am, that, man. I am one of those old people that watches TikToks on Facebook. Like, why don't you just get on TikTok? Yeah. It's funny. Um, yeah, but Facebook already put them so together easier. for me. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, uh, Sessie decided to come by and make a little cameo appearance. Say hi, Sessie. Hi, Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to go back in time and listen to some of our old stuff, you can join us at our Patreon, man. Uh, Patreon.com slash uh, the know it all network for as little as $3 a month. You get access to our older stuff. You get access to our uh, feature length movie commentaries and a lot more. Plus uh, you get first dibs at brand new episodes, man. What do you say? That sounds pretty sexy to me. Bro, $3 were cheaper than the Loch Ness Monster. Right? That <laughs> asshole wants tree fitted. Hey, man, if you want to throw us tree fitted, we'll, we'll gladly take it. We'll take but the fitted. Also, 
at the time of this recording, our once again, our contest for the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League Blu-ray is still up. So uh, if you want to go over to Twitter, jump on our Twitter at the Know It All Network, uh, Twitter slash Know It All Network, and uh, retweet uh, the pin tweet with the uh, with your favorite Justice League moment, uh, as well as the uh, Know It All giveaway uh, hashtag. And uh, that contest will be open till what did we say? April nineteenth. April nineteenth. Hang on one April second. April nineteenth. When the Batman. Uh, Hi, drops. mom. Hang on. My, my mom just called. Hey, mom. Oh. Hey, baby. How are you? I'm all right. I'm recording the podcast. We're about to finish. Can I call you back right now? Yeah. Go ahead and call me back. All right. I'll call you right back. Love you, ma. I love you, baby. <laughs> all right. Bye. Okay, I I think I think the family is letting us know that it's time to get going on what he's right. <laughs> your kid, your kids are home. Mom's calling. I gotta take this call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, with that being said.